Hey everybody, welcome to Dialogue to Destiny. This is episode two. After the election, what's next? That's what we're going to title today's um, episode. And with the announcement of Joe Biden winning the election for uh, the 2020 presidential, I'm just kind of uh, here with my boy Steve again, and we're going to kind of discuss our analysis and our take and and how this election came to be and what we can do going forward as a community to to make the next four years as, as uh, good and equitable as we can for all the communities. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Steve, let him talk about uh, what it meant to him to see the um, election results be announced and the, it come to a conclusion. So go ahead, Steve, and let him know what you think. All right. Good morning, everybody, or hello, everyone. Um, my first impression as everything started happening, the numbers started rolling in, how proud I was of America on the whole. Democracy, voting, everybody playing their role, serving their purpose in this whole, whole thing that was going on was amazing to me. The way that people came out and played an active role in what happens next. And that's the same type of momentum that we need to keep going. And I know now that the results have come in, some people are starting to sigh and say that it's finally over. Now it's finally beginning. Now we have the opportunity to keep this type of momentum going where in the next two years or during the next two years, we are searching out those people that we are going to lift in position like I was talking about last time we met. Lifting those people into position and creating an agenda for our communities here in Minneapolis or Minnesota where we are at, where we were born and where we were raised, there is prime opportunities because of the George Floyd opportunity. Our community has changed. Things are missing where things once were. Now, how are we going to fill those voids now that we have this opportunity that we decided to go out and participate in the process that will allow us the opportunity to make these changes, to make these additive, thing, additive things to our community. How are we gonna approach that? How does it look, what does it look like and how do we get to that vision? I would like us to take that serious. We are just now beginning. It's a journey. We start now with this election. Two years, we have to have an uh, idea of who we're gonna be voting for next and what happens in the two years after that. Is Joe Biden worthy of being reelected or are we looking for somebody else that's going to assume that position that's gonna make our communities grow? And not just communities that look like the ones that I live in, but the communities that which Americans live in. How do we get there, Dak? Well, you know, I mean, it is a, a joyous day, and I think that America, you know, the prospects of a, of a more positive union has, I think, has, has definitely improved. I mean, it feels like, like it's almost like a rebirth to me today, you know. But one thing I have to take some concern about is Donald Trump still received more votes in this country than any winner in previous elections has ever gotten. You know, so that I mean, I think that that has to be, uh, you know, a red light or some some calls for, you know, some sort of pause to, to think that that there's 70 million people in this country that that somehow thinks that a continuation of what we've had to endure over the last four years was 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 in their best interest. So, I mean, I'm kind of wondering, what is it that you might think may have driven that 70 million people to the polls to vote. I mean, you have to think that most of them are voting against their own best interest, mm -hmm. you know? So what is it that you think would have caused 70 million people to say, hey, we still think Donald, Donald Trump should lead this nation? Mm, that's a good question. Um, way for me to address that would, to be, would to be what hope was being offered to those people that moving forward in the manner that we had offered him something better. See, this was something different. It wasn't necessarily something better. The, I will call it the Donald Trump experiment. It wasn't necessarily something that was better, but it was something different. 
what was wrong with the way we were doing things that makes something like this, you know, appetizing, appealing to the eye. I mean, because it was very different for me. I, for me, at first, when it first happened, I said, well, it can't be that bad if he had done what had been done in the past. But what had been done in the past wasn't very good. It hadn't moved the country forward the way it should have for what the abilities and the power and, the, and where we are on the world stage. We haven't been moving forward the way that we should. With that being said, they were looking for something. And what they found was pyrite. What they found was fool's gold. They didn't find a real gold, but they found something different. What is it that we are looking for, all of us? whether we voted for Trump or not, what is it what, that we're looking for and what is it, how, what kind of sweat equity are we willing to invest to get to that point? What is the America that we envision and what, how are we going to participate in, in, in that activity positively to push it forward? See, and those are some of the questions that we need to ask now. I can't worry about those people that voted for something that... I think was kind of caustic to America, not just internally, but on the world stage, because we lost we lost traction there as well. Mm -hmm. So what is it that we are going to do to move forward? I would like to invest energy in those ideals, because if I look back in the small rearview mirror, I'm missing the opportunity out of the windshield that's in front of me. And I want to look out that windshield and drive this thing that we're trying to do forward as 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 a country. Well, do you think that moving forward is possible? Without without healing some of the issues that hold us back, because I for me personally, I can't imagine that there's anything that would drive 70 million people out to the polls to vote for this man. If that that that's not hate and race based, you know, I, I mean, I, I just can't believe it. I'm not saying that every Trumpster is a racist racist, but okay. I am saying every racist is a Trumpster. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, I do believe that everybody that 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 aligns themselves with with, you know, these these white supremacy groups or, or, you know, any kind of any kind of group that has some kind of hatred of another group. I, I can't I, I'm sure that they vote 100 percent for someone like Donald Trump. So I don't know what it is that that we can do to move forward as a nation until we at least address the, the, the racial and the, and, the, and the discriminatory biases that, that keep us apart, you know? So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to get an idea as to, you know, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it, you know, it is nice to have this positive outlook and, and want to be optimistic about the future. Mm -hmm. But if, 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 we have some, if we have half of the nation constantly trying to pull us back, you know, how are we going to move forward? I mean, you know, we, we still haven't secured uh, control of the U.S. Senate. Now, there are now for anybody out there that that knows anyone in Georgia or if you're from Georgia, please vote in the special elections. There's two Senate races that are going to be coming up for, um, for special elections in January, January 5th. Now, those two those two elections could at least put us in a tie, 50-50 tie with, for the U.S. Senate. And you know who is the tiebreaker in the U.S. Senate? It's the vice president. So we would have control of issues going forward as far as, as, far as the U.S. Senate is concerned if we can win those two elections. So we can't stop now. We can't get complacent and think that we can just, just put our car in park, pump the brakes, and, 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 and sit where we, and celebrate this. Let's celebrate what, we, what we've, we've accomplished as a party today. And then tomorrow, let's wake up and move forward and focus on those two Senate seats in Georgia. I, I agree with that, Dak. I mean, uh, if, I, if I was to add anything to that, it would be, you know, let's celebrate today. If this is who you chose for the president, celebrate today. I would suggest tomorrow that you pray and on Monday get to work. Although Biden won, he won a train wreck. He did? He won a train wreck. You know, there's, like you said, the, the supremacist movement. Uh, you know, the whole George Floyd thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, the economy. 
because of the well, pandemic. Well, they keep telling us the economy is the greatest the, it's ever been. Because of, the, because of the pandemic, a divided country and split political system. So this is what he's won. Now, what we have here is a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take a lot of communication and people are going to have to step up with some really great ideals and they're going to have to understand that's going, like I said, once again, you're going to hear me use this word a lot probably over this next four years, especially over the next two years. It's going to take that sweat equity. We're going to have to put our hands on the plow. We're going to have to turn the swords into, you know, into plowshares. See, we're going to have to go from war to work. See, and that's, and that's where we're going to start cultivating the things that we're going to need in our community. We're going to have to change our mindset once again, as, instead of what other people aren't doing, what it is that can I do? And let the to that I do turn into what can we do? And then that we do turns into what our community does. And when our community does, man, then we start fostering environments, man, where our kids will never have to hopefully ever see this type of situation again. Well, that's why, I, like I said, I think the healing process is probably the, the, the most important part of us moving forward. You know, but I, you keep talking about sweat equity and I'm thinking to myself, you know, you have so many people that I think just live their lives um, just, I don't know, riding on the backs of, 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 of the others. You know, let me give you a, a you know, a, a situation, not a situation, but just a kind of a, an example of what I'm talking about. I mean, you have some people, Steve, that can come to uh, come up to a fence mm -hmm. or a wall. Now, on the other side of that wall, you know, there's prosperity, there's happiness, there's joy. You know, they're sitting on this side of the wall and they're hearing all this beautiful stuff on the other side. The side of the wall that they're on is despair. It's 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 unhappiness. It's just all the bad things that you can that you can imagine a person living through. OK, now some people will sit there and they'll wait for somebody else to come over with a ladder to help them get over that wall. Mm hmm. See, but someone, you know, someone that, that, that wants to put in the sweat equity that you're talking about will find a way to scale that wall themselves. And I feel like there's too many people in this country that, that are always looking for someone to, 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 to help them instead of saying, hey, what can I do to help us move forward? You know, they're, 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 they're almost like a liability to me. You know, it's almost like like they're sitting around. They don't want to participate in the election process because I'm going to tell you something. This, this, this Georgia, uh, you know, Biden winning Georgia was huge to me. That's probably, mm -hmm. the, to me, the biggest surprise of all the states he won. Because that showed right there that black people, if we get up and we decide that we want to participate and we want to vote, we can turn around a lot of states in this country. Mm -hmm. But even with that being said... You know, I, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are as far as the percentage of participation in the country is, you know, when it comes to voting. But with that being said, there's still more that we can do, you know. So I'm just hoping that that people, you know, take this as a as a win. And those people that did not participate and, or, or that, that, that somehow threw away their vote playing around voting for people that had absolutely no no chance of winning the election. I hope that they realize the importance and, 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 the, and the dire situation that we found ourselves in, because what you've done is you've allowed everyone else to bail you out of the situation that you were in. You're that person sitting on the side of the fence waiting for someone else to give you that, that lifeline to help you get over that wall. I want to be on the side of the wall where there's prosperity, happiness and, and all the good things going on in life. You know, I don't want to be stuck on the And I felt I'm not going to lie for four years with Donald Trump. I felt like like I felt a sense of hopelessness and probably for the first time in my life. Mm. I, I don't think I've ever felt like like this country was, was, you know, I mean, I served this country. You know, I mean, I, I spent time in the military and I don't think that I ever felt in, 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 in 52 years of, my, of life the, the, the kind of hopelessness that I felt under Donald Trump. I mean, I, I just didn't think that this country was ever going to bounce back. Now, with the vote, the way it came in. I'm still I still have a certain level of concern because, like I said, almost half of this country said that they wanted things to continue the way they were going for the last four years. You know, so what do we do to make sure 
that we that we get some of those people to realize that 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 it, it, it's not about skin color because at the end of the day we're all Americans. We all breathe the same air. We drink the same water. We all do the the same things to get through life. Mm-hmm. If we can if we can realize that that together we're better. I I think that that you know we we would we would definitely be able to vote the right people in office every time. I mean I think about it all the time. I mean we were we were just sitting here watching TV and and looking at the celebrations around the country. And I pointed mm-hmm. out to you, you know, look take a picture of what you see. Yes. We saw every yes. race of people, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, everybody out there celebrating because because they see this hope that, that 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 I think is finally being restored in this country. So, you know, if we can get if we can have other people join that 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 celebration with us and realize that hey, you know what? We don't have to be we we can have different political ideologies and different political, you know, opinions. But we don't have to sit here and think that our life ends because someone that, that, that has a different approach to, to, to the, the, how they want this country to be better is, is in office. I agree with that. And if I could give the, uh, the, the snapshot that you spoke of right before we started speaking right now, I would call that picture, uh, if I was to give it a name, I would call it United We Stood. Mm-hmm. But okay. it's gonna take that United, you know, that being united going forward. As far as you want to go from despair to prosperity, you should. As you should, you should want to be on the side of the prosperity side of things and not on the despair side of things. My only thing is, don't stop me. Don't block me. Don't tilt it. Don't don't well, add what bricks. Are you willing, what are not, you willing to willing, get there, though? What are you not, willing to do? I'm willing to do things as invest my... Let, let me try to... Let me, put, let me tell it in a weird way, okay? <clears throat> What do we always tell our kids, man, when we want them to be better? Work hard. Especially work hard and especially their academics. Because we always say the part A, if I had to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Okay? If we had to do all over again. But we always say the part B, which really magnifies the part that what I'm fixing to say right now. With the sense I have now. See, what we're doing right there, kids, where you get mad at your parents, and I'm going to extrapolate just back to the question that was asked, is that um, what we're saying is we're allowing you to launch in your life faster, further, with a better altitude by living vicariously through the comment and the mistakes I made when I was your age. So if I can get you to live right now at this age, in this day, with the sense I've got now, mm-hmm. by not rounding dominance over you, you know, as a parent, because parents will do that, you know, uh, because, I'm, because I said so. If we sit down and impart the knowledge we have now on the younger child, then they're able to move forward. What we are doing right now with these young men is imparting the knowledge that we have now, that we wish we had when they were their age. So we're vicariously or by proxy living through one another. Me living through your youth and energy and ability to do it. You with the failures that I've made and been able to think and work out those processes. So this is almost a manifestation of me putting my mind in the younger body and moving them forward with their strength. Moses didn't get into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb did. Mm -hmm. So if I can take that mindset of taking the wisdom of a Moses or Moses-like person or just a a black man in the community and parting that on young white men, young Asian men, young black men, young Native American men, then because that is who I have in my community. So if I can impart that, there's my sweat equity, there's my time. That's part of my talent and my treasure that I impart and my time to put into those temples. Now when they move forward with a more community-based mind, community-based focus, and they move forward politically with the vote and not with the, and not with the sword and with the plowshare instead. See, now we're cultivating something because we're never going to outfight anybody. 
and wasn't something that you said earlier in that conversation about getting over the wall or being on the one side of the wall or the other side. Yes, you're supposed to get to the other side. You're supposed to want that. Do not block me from being there on that, you know, to get into the other side. You're always going to have obstacles, though. You're always going to have obstacles, but this is the key thing. People want help. You know why? Because nobody's made it without help. See, everybody needs help. Ain't nobody got nowhere without help. See, the problem is being, being, have been so prideful to not ask for it. See, sometimes we're going to have to suck it up and say, you know what? I need help. I need to know how. You've been successful. Help me. Help myself. Yeah. Well, do you find that a lot of young people are receptive to, you know, like, because you always go to, you know, where we, you know, working at trying to build up the future generations and, and this and that, you know, because I'm finding that. A lot of times, man, you know, when I'm talking to, to, to people younger, you know, like my own sons and nephews and other young people, they just don't seem like they're real receptive. You know, they, they, they're caught up in, I, and I don't even know how to really explain, you know, what it is, man, but they're caught up in this mindset, man, that, that you know, that I, it's almost like they're living for today. You know, they don't know how, they don't know how to to think about their future and, and, and what it is that they want for their future. They, they're living for today, man, and, and it's hard to get through to people, especially when it comes to political you know, voting and, and, and you know, them finding something that, that, that's worth fighting for. You know, I mean, like I said, they're, they're, quick to, they're quick to fight, take to the streets when, when, when they get something that, that, that goes against their own, you know, their, their beliefs or what it is that they, that they say they stand for. But they don't, you know, they, they don't try to try to avoid that situation by, by participating on the front end. Well, they're usually figuring out these situations on their own, and there's usually no mentors there with them or mentors approaching that situation with them. See, I think a lot of the faith in the young men in us has become because we have been vacant. We haven't been there. We, they don't have our attention. Now, even my grandkids, when they say, look, Papa, and Papa doesn't look and pay any attention to her, and I'm not watching what she's doing, spinning on her head, doing a little flip or whatever, man. If I'm not paying attention to the child, you mm-hmm. know what she does? She walks off immediately and goes, looks for her grandmother, <laughs> you know? Yeah. She looks for her Gigi, you know what I'm saying? And that is what's happening with these young men. They're saying, hey, look, I'm trying to get my legs underneath me. And we're not spending more time. We're not paying them any attention. See, sometimes we're doing our own recreational or whatever. We're so caught up on our own thing that we're not giving them attention. Now they're left to their own devices and resources, man, to try to figure this, uh, figure out what's going on and what's next in their life, what that next five or ten years looks like of manhood or growing into manhood. They're left to figure that out amongst themselves. Someone who does, you know, a group of people that doesn't have that knowledge. So when we continue to make that conduit where we can have that conversation with them, where they start to respect us, that they know that we're not going to leave them vacant, that we're going to lend them an ear and we're going to be respectful of the conversation and we're going to keep a seat at the table for them so they can come and have the big boy conversation. Then they know we're paying them attention. These young men are like new wineskins ready to burst from everything that's in there because they see some of the mistakes that we have made. All right, well. So we're going to have to have that conversation. This is part of that healing. Healing is moving forward. You can't lay in your bed of affliction without moving towards your health. So we're going to have to move towards our health to get out of our affliction. So, I mean, well, how are we going to... What venues or what, what is it that we're going to be able to do to actually actually bridge that gap? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we can go, you know, are you, are you saying that, that as, as elder men, we, we should be uh, just walking up to people in the, in the community, you know, reaching out to them? I mean, what is it that, where are we going to go and how are we going to reach these young people? Because like I said, man, you know, this, this election, I'm telling you, it took, it took a lot out of me, you know, personally, because... You know, I I've been talking pretty much nonstop. You know, my family's probably glad that it's over so I can shut up. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I have I've been talking nonstop about this election. And, and I, I've, you know, I find out after the election that the participation wasn't where I, you know, I, I wanted it to be. 
you know. So I'm just I'm just saying, you know, where do we go and and how do we how do we reach these people? You know, how how do we reach the uh, the young community? in a way that, that they're going to be receptive to what I say, I mean, to what we say. I think we can talk as much as we want to talk, but ultimately, you know, if they, if, if you're not reaching them, you know, they're, they're not, they're not gonna, they're not gonna go in a, in a way that you, that you, your experiences is trying to lead them. Well, well, where we, where we may have once been able to walk up on people, the society we're living in with what's going on now with the physically distant being distant, doesn't mean that you have to be socially distanced. Now, we, we know we're not the only men in our family. Yeah. And it's not like men or youth stopped after us. So usually the starting point is going to be within your own families. You know, speaking, there's always that one uncle that speaks to the kids. However, that uncle that does have the connection with the kid rarely follows through, you know? Well, I mean, so but what, age doesn't necessarily make you uh, what, a does, mentor or it, leader, it, you it know? Do, it doesn't, you know, hence why the, that, that uncle or aunt or whoever is able to make the, make the connection that doesn't follow through. That's not mentorship, you know, that's not mentorship qualities. But we're going to have to have those people like yourself within your family. And the things that I have a lot of admiration for you that you do, because you try to put together a financial plan. You try to make sure that there's structured family environments. That is the connection that you make. Mm -hmm. Because of that, you know, one of your son's friends here is now helping us out. You know what I'm saying? When we do the things, uh, the things that we do over at the... Uh, over at the center, over at the wellness center on 39th, man. Those people there are people that have networked or spoke out of just the relationship that you're trying to have with your son. And then your son's friends. And it's that type of, that, that type of thing. Your aperture was on your son and your family. Now the friends see what you're doing and that quality time and the information that you're bestowing on your son. And then by proxy, by being on the periphery of that, now your aperture is widened. Now we're able to see and reach more young men. Now we're doing this thing here. This is going to widen the aperture a little bit more. As long as we provide something that's nutritious for the, you know, for building of community, for young men to think about, man, we can do this forever because the need will never stop. It will always be there. The people that sit here will be different. Mm -hmm. It'll be these young men. Yeah. Well, I I think with this with the coronavirus and just the direction that the um, that the country seems to be going, you know, I do believe that that we're headed for a more community based, you know, development, community based investment, and other things that that you know we're going to um, where we're going to have to at least learn to explore. You know, I mean, you know, in our, our next podcast, just to kind of give you guys a little heads up, that's what Steve and I are going to be talking about is, is community investment and um, just building, building strong communities. I mean, like I said, we're just two guys with ideas, you know, I'm not we're not professing to be, you know, experts at anything, you know, but what we want to do is, is, you know, just put out our opinions, our ideas, plant some seeds and hopefully grow from there, you know, but um. I just kind of feel like, uh, you know, the, where we're at in this country, you know, I, I feel like we're on a good, a better trajectory today than we were yesterday. I do believe that things are looking up. And I mean, it's, it's evident by the by the by the celebrations around this country. You know, people people are, you know, um, they do seem to have a lot, a lot more to celebrate today than they did even yesterday. So I'm really hoping that. Um, that things work out, you know, in the next four years so that we can keep, you know, going in, the, in that direction. Because if we don't get out and support Biden, Kamala, get the Senate, retain the House, it's all for not. I mean, you know, that's the truth. It's all for not because we see now if, if you follow uh, a, a president that's, that's accomplished things with someone that wants to just destroy it, it took Donald Trump three years to literally destroy everything that Obama built in eight years, you know, and if, if we don't, if we don't think that that will happen again, and maybe, maybe as Americans, we like that. Mm. Maybe we, we, maybe we need something to complain about. So we, so we, uh, we, 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 we put somebody in that builds things up, gives us the, you know, the kind of world and the, the kind of country that we want. 
just to let them let the, the the opposing team come in steal our joy you know they what they do is they come in they they, they take down you know everything that it is that we we you know we elected people to do and they and they they, they break it down just so that we can put somebody else in there to build it up again i don't know maybe that's just what what americans like you know but i really believe that if we if we use this election as a catapult and and and, and treat every single election every election the the participation needs to grow if we got 74 million votes this time for joe biden next time it should be 77 million votes there's definitely people turning 18 years old in this country every minute of every day you know so we need to def we need to start looking at at ways to to like steve just said you know it's my responsibility to 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 get my family in line and get and get the people that are in my inner circle tied into the you know into into this because you know the 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 enemy the people on the other side you know it, i mean they they they're gonna show up they're gonna participate and 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 their their interest is is, is completely opposite from from at least mine i don't know who's watching this program this podcast but you know from you know as far as i'm concerned my vision of what america's supposed to be like is completely opposite from anybody that that that, that supports donald trump well, I will agree with you, what you said at the beginning, world peace will not be <laughs> had at this table. We will not come to world peace here. Uh, but we can keep doing what we've been doing, and that's interacting with the young men and keep trying to do something better, showing how we can reinvest, you know, you know reinvest in ourselves, reinvest in our communities. And, and build them, make them what they want to be. Now, yes, like Dak said, you know, we're worried about what's over the next four years, but during that amount of time, I need you guys, or I really would love for you guys to have your finger on the elections that'll, you know, fingers on the pulse of the election that'll happen in two years. Find out who your alderman is. Find out what ward you're in. Find out all the people that, are, are, that should be accountable, that you should be holding accountable that are closest to you. See, your quickest difference is closer to home. And that's your community. You wanna start feeling better? Start working within your community. Know who they are, what they're trying to do, and then hold their feet to the fire. See, they make promises and then get comfortable and then sit there for a long time. And then we don't trade, you know, change them out. You get familiar with the incumbent's face and we assume that what needs to be done for the community is being done. We can no longer assume that. It has gotten us so far behind the eight ball, you know, to assume that they're looking out for our best interests. We have to know who they are, what they're doing, and what good it will do us on the whole as a community and not just individuals in the community as a whole play a part it's our life it's our world what are we going to do about it y'all well let's, let's take just a second though to um i just kind of want to go down some of the uh, you know agenda items of uh by the, the biden harris ticket okay. you know because a lot of people i i don't think they really quite understand what it is what's in it for them you know to, to with them to elect to elect uh, someone like Joe Biden, because, you know, so many people, you know, I, I have a uh, an analogy I want to throw out, you know, because I'm constantly hearing people talk about how Democrats are socialists, how they want to push socialism. Now, Steve, you're a you're a uh, you're a Christian man, right? Yeah. OK, so, you know, the story about the boy with the fish and the loaves of bread and everything, right? Yes. OK, so I'm going to give people an analogy that will explain the difference between communism, socialism, and capitalism. Okay, now a capitalist, now say the boy shows up on shore, Jesus approaches him, and he says, hey, you got some fish, we got some bread over here. A capitalist would say, let's take that, let's take your fish and this bread, split it up, let's make some meals. And we're going to sell these mills to all these hungry people over here. Make us some money off of it, right? Mm -hmm. a, a, a communist says, hey, give me that fish. That's, you know, what you have there in those fish, they're, not, they're no longer yours. They belong to me. So I'm going to take those fish 
and I'm going to I'm going to spread them out and I'm going to do whatever it is that I decide I want to do with those fish. A socialist says, hey, how about we take your fish and the bread? We split it up. We feed everyone. And there, at the end of it, there'll still be enough for you to take home. But let's make sure that everyone here that's hungry, that, that, that needs to have some food, has, you know, can eat. See, because so many people, man, they confuse communism with socialism. You know, you look at the socialist nations in this in this world, man, you got, you know, most of the northern European countries. Right. You know, socialism to me means, uh, you know, you got that, that your police department, they're socialists because we all contribute to them and we all are supposed to have equal benefit from having police in our community. Right. The fire department, we all contribute to the fire department through our via our taxes. So that means that if, if my house is on fire that they have an obligation to come out and, 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 you know, extinguish the fire for me, right? You know, other things, you know, you, I mean, you have all these senior citizens going out voting against their best interests. You know, they're, they're on a fixed income with Social Security. Now, Social Security is a, is a program that, 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 that we put into our whole life mm -hmm. with the expectation that when we reach a certain age, we're supposed to have this fixed income for, you know, for the rest of our lives. Right. Okay. You know, but in, in the freeways, you know, you have, you, you know, it's, it's our tax dollars that pay for Amazon. Now we got Amazon running around here with all these vans and trucks on the road and Amazon as a corporation pays no taxes. Now you as a, as a, a, a gas, you know, worker at one of the local convenient convenience stores in your community, making eight, nine, ten dollars an hour, you're expected to pay your taxes. But Jeff Bezos, who has enough money to, to buy every convenience store in this country, he has to pay no money, no money in taxes. And if he does, it's very little. You know, I that's one of my biggest issues when, when I hear people talk about you know, how, how Joe Biden is a socialist or Bernie Sanders is a socialist and this and that. I personally don't understand what the, what, what, what's wrong with being a socialist. Because I, I believe that Jesus was the ultimate socialist. He was the original socialist. You know, he didn't, he didn't say that anybody that, that reaps any benefits from him has to pay for, 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 for whatever it is that they got from him. You know, Jesus didn't say that, the, you know, Jesus told the rich man, you know, you, you can't come into heaven. You know, you know, you got to go through it. It'd be easier for the camel to get through the eye of a needle before a rich man gets into heaven. You know, when the rich man approached, you know, he said, you know, you have to give up everything in, in order to follow me. He didn't sit there and say, sell everything and bring your money to me. You know, he said, you know, give it all away. So what is it about being a socialist that, that that's so bad? Do you have any ideas on that? No, I'll let you speak to that, man. <laughs> I mean, let you speak I to mean that. are you do do you consider yourself a socialist or, or are you see because I think I mean, we've been sold this thing where we where where we think uh, you know that capitalism is the only way to go. I'm a capitalist too, Steve, but I you know socialism I, I just don't know how that's gotten to be such a bad word in our in our society, man. You know, I, I, you know, I, I try to stay way out of their politics as far as going as deep as you did. I can talk about the election and what you know, how I feel and what I hope happens from that. But as far as the breakdown with the socialism, communism, capitalism, um, I just try to live my purpose. And well, if I know, I see, but, but your purpose. I, when I see folks, man, and I'm able to help, I help. If there's something extra that needs to be done, it's done. Is it always financial? No, it's not always financial. Sometimes it's, you know, being there. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's helping out. You know, um, I, you know I, can only, I can only change my environment, my community, and the people around me one interaction at a time. And I pray that those interactions are fortified whatever anybody else wants to label them well no i hear you man i you know that's the that's the real safe route bro you know what i'm saying yep show sure is I mean, <laughs> you know you know like i said i you know 
I, I you know, you know that there were like even at work when I was at AT and T with you. you yes, know, sir. You know there were people walking around. Oh, you know, Dax a communist. You know. Yeah, I heard I, that. I mean, I've you, heard you, that. you've heard people say that. I've you know, heard not, that with no, my not own people. ears. I can't say people. Yeah, people, I know. There was one I've heard it. I've heard there it. There was one person that you know because he knew that that I supported, you know, everyone having having equal access. Mm-hmm. See, and I, I, you know, and I, I just, and I'm not saying that 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 socialism in itself is the way i believe in capitalism i believe people that work hard for a living should should reap the reap the benefits of their labor you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they, they they should they should be able to enjoy the the fruits of their labor i mean if it, whatever your desires are but i also don't believe that you that you you should leave people that 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 can't help themselves now i'm not you know there there are people out there steve like i like i was using in my other analogy man there are people out there that 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 don't want they they, i mean when i say participate i'm not just talking about in 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 voting i'm talking about participating in 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 helping to to lift and get themselves out of situations too you know it's probably probably the capitalist thing that i would have a problem with is there was a stat I heard years ago, and I don't know what those numbers are now, but it was uh, during the days, and I was in school at this time, so it was a long time ago. But it, at that time, the time that my grandfather was a young working man that w- would have been a young working man in his 20s, from the mail room to the board room was a times 30 difference. So if the guy in the mail room earned a dollar, the guy in the boardroom earned $30. It had grown to the point in time that shortly after that I got out of high school, if the guy in the mailroom earned a dollar, the guy in the boardroom had $300. Now, that would be the aspect of capitalism that I would have a problem with, is that the discrepancy and how the money's being shared when all are earning that money. Where in the world does the guy in the boardroom deserve the right to have 300 times, well, it, you know, the amount is the guy that's sitting there. Well, you'd the, have to go, you'd have to talk it, to it, Ronald Reagan about it, that because you know, it, before it's that Ronald trickle Reagan, down. It was the Ronald trickle Reagan, down. It was, that's exactly right. But it, uh, there was, you know, the, you know that those would be that, that greedy aspect right there. And then to tell somebody to pull yourself up by your bootstraps when you won't offer them enough pair, enough money to buy a pair of sneakers let alone a pair of boots with straps. Well, a lot of people don't even really understand what a, what a capitalist is. You know, a capitalist is actually someone that utilizes capital to make more money. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, a, if you're someone going and just working, you know, if you're just a laborer in this world, you're not a capitalist. You know, a capitalist a survivalist. is survivalist. <laughs> yeah, that's what you are. Is you're 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 a worker. You're yeah, a survivalist. A, a, a capitalist is someone that 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 is able to take money that they that they're earning that they've made from investments and 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 turn around and make more money from it. You know, but you know, my thing is, yeah, prior to Ronald Reagan, it was it was like a thirty or forty to one ratio between average employee and CEO. You know, but he changed all that. You know, and so it goes back to, to voting. You know, I'm, I, you know, like I said, I'm always saying, you know, that there, there's a clear difference between Republicans and Democrats. And I, I don't, I, I, I believe on everything. I don't think that there's really anything, and I still haven't had anyone challenge me, but I don't think that there's anything that the Republican Party has given us or given the average worker in this country in our lifetime that, that that's exclusively meant for us to benefit from. Like I said, you, you know, they may throw you a little a little trinket tax cut because they want to give the rich a bigger tax cut. You know, we, we, you know, so so I can't really I can't really give them credit for that. You know, but if, if, if anyone can come up with anything that they know of or any law that was passed by a Republican president, Republican Congress in 50, 60, 70 years, that, that was intended to better the lives of middle class, working class people, I'd like to know because I, I swear I, I have no idea what they've done for the middle class that, 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 that we continue to go out and where half the country supports them in elections. You know, but I mean, like I said, when it comes to, you know, 
I, I have absolutely no problem with people making money, you know, doing whatever it is that they do, you know, but I, but I, my issue is if you're, if you're going to become wealthy, utilizing the resources that the taxpayers in this country have, have, you know, contribute to, because Amazon can't do what it does without the ability to, 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 you know, drive on our freeways, drive on our roads. They can't, they can't make that money. So I don't know how it's possible that the laws in this country allows a company that makes tens or maybe even a hundred billion dollars. I don't know how much they make, but tens of billions of dollars at least. I don't know how you, you know, they can get away with paying without paying taxes and, and, and the janitor at the school or, or, or the, 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 mm -hmm. like I said, the person working at the convenience store is getting taxes deducted from their check every, every two weeks. You know, you hear, you hear, um, you know, Republicans always talk about this flat tax. You know, why can't everybody just pay a, pay a flat 20% taxes? So and I always argue about that. I'm like, okay, so you think it's more fair for someone that makes $10 an hour to give up $2 of that 10 in taxes or somebody that makes $10 million a year, they give up, these, they give up $2 million in that, in that year. You think that's a fair ratio to tax people? You know, I mean, you know, where the where the millionaire person making 10 million a year has eight million dollars, you know, remaining after after taxes, you know, to, you know, to live. Some people might say that's fair. You know, they've earned it. They've they've done this. I, I'm, I'm wondering, should that person be penalized for making more money? I, I think the more I think the more you make. Yeah, the more the more you owe to, you know, I, I, I do. That sounds like a good ambition killer. If that's I, an ambition killer to you well if i make more money now you want to take more from me i'm of the mindset you know if it's equitable across the board equitable across the board how can you make it equitable though on a flat tax across the board across the board then you're paying paying taxes on what it is that you've earned well do but you know do you know that prior to, do you know that prior to like the 80s that 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 people that made over say two million dollars a year was was taxed at like eighty percent of, of anything over two million, you know. I mean, it, this this whole this like, whole. Like I said, I don't want to penalize anybody for grinding and working hard. Well, Steve, nobody's saying it, but but this country has expenses, man. Okay, this country. See, what what what? what let me give you and an if, example. And if and if it was a, if you want to use your Bezos analogy, if we went to there, if he was paying the same tax as the guy down here, then I ain't got no problem with it. But when you pay no tax and you're amongst the richest people in the world, that makes no sense to but me. I'm gonna tell you something, Steve. To me. It's just like you and, your, you and your wife having a household budget, okay? You and your wife having a household budget. That budget is set and it has to be met either way, right? Indeed. So, so you lose your job, you lose your job and, you, and you're forced to take a lower paying job. The budget doesn't change. Your income might have changed, but the budget doesn't change. Where does that where does that difference in, 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 in the money come from? It's gonna come from me scrambling. It's gonna come from you scrambling? It's gonna come from me scrambling. That's where I'm from. I'm gonna make up my difference. If I've done something where I've been put in a position or been unfortunate to, you know, to to lose my job or no longer well, have I, my job, I I for me I'm going to keep well, grinding to try to maintain to where I'm to where I'm at what I've been blessed with. I've, I've been blessed to put be in this position, and I'm sure I'll be blessed to maintain that position because uh, you don't get somewhere without his blessing and once you get there you don't hold on to it tightly he blesses you so you can bless others yeah steve there's a reason why donald trump paid, he wasn't blessing others donald, donald, <laughs> there's a reason why donald trump paid no taxes 10 out of the last 15 years to this country and i'm gonna give you an ex i'm gonna give you a private well example. he already told you no well, well because well, he's smarter than you no <laughs> no i'm gonna get i'm gonna give you a private example of, of me okay all right all right there was one year probably I would say about 12, 13 years ago, I, you know, at the end of the year, went to my tax man. I had paid in $11,000 in federal tax already from my job, right? And at that time, I had my properties. I had my moving company. I had uh, my, the paper route, and I was working full time. I go into my tax man, Steve. I got 15 properties. I got all this stuff, man. I, I give him my information. He puts all the numbers in. He says, you're getting $13,000 back. Okay. Now I paid 11 in. I probably grossed 
yeah, you know, four or five hundred thousand, right? I paid eleven eleven thousand dollars in. And he looks me in the face and says, You're getting back more than you paid in. You think that's fair? Because because I'm grinding now. I mean, I was making now all that money I collected from the paper route, that was cash. So, so which point are you arguing? I'm I know what I'm arguing, Steve, is you is the thing is is you're you're making it seem like like because somebody you know, because they, they, they have more resources that, that, you know, that, that they shouldn't have to pay the, uh, you know, pay. I, I personally feel, I'm not going to lie. You make over a certain amount of money. You, you, your taxes should be 70, 80%. Now, and, and the reason I say that, Steve, is because what I believe it does is I believe it contributes to the, to the overall health of the community because tax money is going to come from somebody. See, the Republicans say the tax money should come from you. The, the, the Democrats say the tax money, Joe Biden has already made that commitment. Anybody making less than $400,000 a year, your taxes are not going to be touched. You're not going to pay more in taxes. I can guarantee that. He, now, he's made that commitment, and we're going to hold him to it. But what I'm saying is, is you, have, you have a party out there that, that says that, that your gut, you know, your because like I said, there's bills. The, the, you know, the, the, the Republicans keep wanting to build the military up. They keep wanting to do this, keep wanting to do that. And when push comes to shove, like, you know, it's just like this, this, this tax cut that, that, that uh, Donald Trump gave a couple years ago. Now this country's running in a deficit greater. Now we, don't, we, they, we keep hearing about this economy. The deficit is greater now than it's ever been in the history of this country. We've never had a deficit like we have right now. And the reason that that deficit is where it's at, because the rich are not contributing their fair share to this country. Because if you're a business owner, to, uh, so Steve. If you have a flat tax rate across there instead of cutting people's taxes, man, you're getting equal amount from everybody within the country, man. No man's being taken advantage of, no man's being stepped on. And see, and that's my thing, when you got somebody paying such a small amount, but you want to keep rising, raising money at this, and see, I got a problem, see. Well, I got a problem when it runs like this. When what where runs it, like that? Where, where the greater amount of your tax money is coming from here and less from here, when it should be coming equally from all resources. So, so what you're saying is you, you're level, saying right? a person should be able to make an infinite amount of money and still pay the same percentage in tax. Everybody else, dollar for dollar, yes. Your tax, but your dollar taxes dollar, don't even work what? like that, Steve. First off, if you go from twenty thousand to forty thousand conversation. First off, I'm not a tax guy. No, but and 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 and, and I would be foolish to go any deeper. <laughs> into a conversation about taxes not being a tax guy. So I've got I've got oh I pay taxes. Okay. I'm a tax paying citizen. I'm a working citizen. What do you so say? What American. do you say at work? But Steve? to finish the comment, is I would say I'm not a tax guy. In my opinion, it should be a straight flat tax across the board for everybody, dollar for dollar. And if it went dollar for dollar, guess what, y'all? What? be a big dent in the deficit. No, it wouldn't. Yes, you know it why, would. Steve? Because yes, you know what? Would. You know what, Steve? But you got to understand like about said, I'm big. I'm not going to argue no, with I'm you big, I, I, Well, it ain't a matter of arguing, but it's, it's not going to be a, de a, de um, a dent in the deficit. Because unless you get rid of the deductions and, and all the write-offs that people with businesses get, Steve, you know, it's just like 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 if you if you have your own trucking company, you get to write off isn't a certain... That, isn't that what I'm saying? No, but a flat... No, but they're not asking you to pay just a flat tax and, and get... These rich people are not going to go for a flat tax, Steve, and, 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 and have to get rid of their deductions. There is no such thing as that. You're still going to be able, as a business person in this country, you're still going to be able to duck to the duck. I'll take your word for it. No, it's the truth. I'll take your word for it's it. The, if you I'm going to spend more time on taxes tonight than any of the other conversations. Well, I know, but so this is the... I, but, but I this, give you this that goes, one, you win. <laughs> this goes you back win, to what I we always out. talk about. I tap out. Why are you tapping out, man? <laughs> well, I mean, because I'm not a tax guy. I'm not, you know, I don't want to invest time in the tax part of this, man. I have an opinion that if it's a flat rate, if everybody pays dollar for dollar that's made, we're going to have it. I know, but we're the, reason why, the reason can't, why taxes you can't, is important. You can't, you can't sit here and tell me the conversation about a multi-billionaire that's paying no taxes and tell me that a flat rate won't won't work. And then you have the conversation where you say about deductions, this, that. And I'm like, well, which, which, which conversation well, do you have? Do you think having? taxes, do you think, no? Do you think which taxes, conversation do, are do you, you having? Do yes, you think no, taxes? maybe, probably, which ones? <laughs> Shoot. Do you think taxes, Steve, have anything to do with elections, man? 
Do you think people elect people according to 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 what they anticipate? Their, how they're okay. I will put it like this here. Do you think there was big money behind Trump or little money? Because I figure it was big money behind Trump. The people getting the tax breaks and everything else, no. and then you had all these little people down here. That's why you had a real menagerie. That's why you had this different look of people. That's why this mosaic of people of different colors. You know why? Because you had a whole lot of poor people, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All the money, the people that don't want to pay taxes because they're smarter than me and you, that can only pay $750. See, they're the people there that are not paying their Maybe. fair share. See, so if we get something that's a little flat across the board, see, then there's no discrepancy. Everybody knows who's throwing in what. Well, maybe, so maybe if we you need made 100000 you paid this much. If you paid a hundred million, you paid this much. Everybody paid their fair share. Nobody's walking around making billions <laughs> and not paying in a dime. Well, the way I look at it, Steve, is, you know, we've tried the flat tax before. We've had it in this country. Mm -hmm. And another thing, and another thing is, is if you talk to any economist out there, they will tell you that a flat tax won't work. Okay. I mean, you know, see, I, I'm a. Have I, they showed us anything that's worked yet? I think they have because there okay. have there have been okay. there have been presidents, i.e., Bill Clinton, that has balanced the budget, right? Okay. See, it, I, it, I mean, it, it it got better. It got better. Well, okay. you know, I mean, they, they, they we've had presidents balance the budget. We've had governors in our states balance the budget before. So there there is things that work. You know, but I, what I'm saying is, is do I do I want people to be to be, you know, to, to have no desire to want to do better in this in, in life? But, you know, going from one pace, one, one pay scale to the next. I mean, if you go from thirty thousand dollars to sixty thousand dollars, your your tax rate is going to go up. You know, so so what I'm saying is you're what, or what you're saying is somebody that gets to that that top level, whether it's 30 percent or 25 percent or whatever. That that's where they should be infin infinitely. I know I could end this conversation. Do you think Basil should be paying no taxes? No, he shouldn't. Neither do I. We agree. Done with taxes. <laughs> done with taxes. All right, man. I'll, I'll I'm leave you done with about that. Taxes, I'm about community. Well, how do you build community, Steve? What, what do you think? What do you there, think? There, there are things that are in there. You get your money that you need for your community from your taxes and stuff. And we know that. That's on the thing. But what are we going to do with that? Because our communities have been getting this same money or our small portions of this money for a long time. How do we get our just amount from them taxes? And what, see, and that's the conversation I want to have. What do we do with that money? How do we improve our community? How do we get the resources in our community to make them thrive? Not just communities that people exist in, but people, uh, communities that people can live in and thrive. That's the important conversation for Steve, me. We all we both have a strong desire. That's to the community. important conversation See, because I I wouldn't even I, you know I wouldn't even probably know how to even write the the numeral out and know where to put the right decimals and everything and the amount of money Bezos got. I'm a fool to have that money about his taxes and his money, you're, unless you're, he's ready to donate, ready to help to do something within the community. Then I'm probably one of his biggest well, champions. What, are you going to put a community center in here? We're not just, you know, it's just in one area, but it's a community center that all can use for any different, uh, uh, any different thing that they need. Whether it be the community meeting, whether it be a, a fallout shelter, whether it be a place where people come and pick up food, whether it be a place where you have a gymnasium in a field where you have something that you're putting in there that has a communal use for everybody, no matter what color you are no matter what faith you are all right man and I build mean. community those are the type of things that i want to see so the kids have a place to go and it's safe well and it's some place that they can grow and healthy and they can learn something see what i what see, i want to see those places what i, what I want to see what i want to see is we you know the average working person may keep keeping enough of their own money you know keeping enough of their own money, which means that, yeah, the rich are going to have to pay more so that we don't have to ask the rich to help us come in and build our own stuff. We can do it ourselves. See, if, if, if we don't, we don't need, I, you know, because that's one of my biggest, that's one, that's always been one of my, I guess one of the, the, the obstacles that I've always had when it comes to, to, to doing things in the community. We always believe 
that we have to have somebody else come in here and do it for us. I don't believe that. I believe we can collectively come together and make things happen for ourselves in our own community. But, you know, but, the, but the problem is, is, you know, I mean, we do. As a as a, especially in the African-American community, we are always looking to, 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 for somebody to come in and, 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 and build something for us. We are we we're a community with I mean this kind like we talked about in the last podcast man we got 30, 40 million people in this country man that look just like me and you, you know what I'm saying? We don't need Jeff Bezos. We don't need any of them people to come in here and do anything for us. You know we we don't. We can we can build things on our own and 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 then we control it. You know you 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 keep asking people for money. You keep wanting people to pour money into your programs. They have they, they have guidelines and stipulations that you have that they want you to follow, too. And, 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 you know, so for me, I don't care about I really don't care about how much money the man makes. But I but do I do I want him to pay more in taxes? Yeah, I want and I want him to pay a higher percentage of his money than the average worker in this country because he owes more. He he, he uses more resources than 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 I do, because. You know, you know, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of wear and tear on freeways because he's got millions of trucks around this country driving using freeways in our country. So, I mean, I feel like he owes more money. And, and, and that that's an argument that you and I, I guess, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on, you know, but. OK, as a businessman, if it's a flat tax rate, right, mm -hmm. going across, you don't just, you know, under the. Since I can't, since that's what came out of my mouth, if it was a flax tax rate across there, how many employees does he have, and how many ta how much in taxes are they playing? So we can't we can't put this just on him. We got to look at the whole scope. How many people he's em employing? What is mm. their pay wage? What kind of money is coming out of that? Because if it's, well, you, I mean, you're singing the Fox News Republican. No, line. I'm just, I'm just. No, oh, I'm, oh, a, no, I'm a Fox tribe. No, no, what, I, tribe what, I, what, I, what I'm saying though, Steve, is you, you, yeah, he, he does have, he does employ probably hundreds of thousands. I'm just of asking no, questions, man. Gonna, I'm not gonna now argue. Don't lay, I'm not gonna, I'm a trumper. I'm not gonna argue that 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 what you're saying, man. He does. He has. He employs a lot of people. But let me let me put it to you like this, Steve. If those people don't show up to work, one day. Amazon goes bankrupt, bro. All it because he can't he can't deliver every package that Amazon sends out or that they or that they arrange to have sent out from some other company. He can't do it all himself. So I'm not going to sit here and and, and, and give okay, him I, well, this was now okay. No. I mean, we're we're just having a discussion, man. Okay, but it was about you know about employment, how many, you know, how many employees there were. How much they're getting as far as you know a yearly rate? How much are they also paying the taxes on that wages too? So this is a big gen tax generating machine on the whole. It is okay. So I mean, I mean, I'm, so so now we're talking so, no, about but, but strike and boycott. But you're, you're talking. You're using the, the complete trickle down thing, man. You know because no, well, the way I the, not, the, the way I'm, I the way I look at trickle rate, down. If it's a flat rate, I'm not. If it's a flat rate, ain't nothing trickling down. Everybody's no, but, but, paying. What you're saying is what you're saying is you're letting all of his I'm workers just, pay his way, man. That's what, no. I, that's what I'm hearing you say, Steve. Okay, all of the, well, all, you let know, me the, explain it to you like this here. Like I said, if it's 100000 or $100 million, if everybody's paying your 20% that you said, he walking away with 80000 he's walking away with 80 million. It's a fair ratio all the way around the line. Now, if he has 1 million employees paying that same amount of money, out of all of that there, it's the generation of tax not trickling anything down. Well, it not trickling anything down, but it's this many people times X amount in taxes that is coming, that is generating the tax revenue instead of attacking the man for being successful. Yeah, no one's, you know, I'm, I'm all about, you know, people being successful, you know, but that's cool, man. I, you know, I guess that, you know, like you said 10 minutes ago, man, you know, we, we. I ain't no tax man. And, and I, I knew I, I am not H&R Block. You don't have to be, man, you, <laughs> but you can have an opinion on it. And that you know, was my opinion. You said I was a Trumper, man, that I watched Well, I watch kind of sounds like it, man, but I, you know, I, I didn't say a Trumper. I said a Republican, no. No, you said Fox. Because I'd, <laughs> I'd have cut you if you said no point. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, I think that we're going to go ahead and um, and just close it out today. You know, um, you know, we really enjoyed having the conversation today, you know, kind of a spirited debate on, you know, we got it, I guess, got lost in the weeds on the taxes. But, uh, you know, we'll uh, we're going to come back and do another podcast. And that's going to happen from time to time, folks. What we do is organic. What you said, what you're sitting down and sitting and watching two friends talk that care about the community that we're from, that we care about the young men that we're around, that we could possibly have an influence on. So, yes, yeah, some, uh, some of our conversations may go off script, but know they're coming from a real passionate place, man, between two men that respect and love one another, man. That's my friend for years, his family has been friends of mine for years. So, um, like I said, the conversation is going to be organic. It's going to be real, and it's always going to be from my heart. You know, hearts for men who care. All right. Well, all right. Well, um, thanks, Steve. But uh, what we're going to do now is close it out. Like I said a second ago, our next podcast, we're going to be talking about community investment. I got a real exciting plan that I think a lot of you guys are going to like to hear as to how, you know, I kind of touched on it today about how as a community, we can hold our own destiny in our own hands. We don't need to go out and and, and look at resources from outside sources. I, I have a real good plan that I think that, that you guys are gonna like if you, if, you, if you have the time to listen in. And it's once again, it. one way to it's get in contact it. with us is we do have an email address set up, the email account is capital S, and so the the word and capital D outside at gmail.com and we're once again I had mentioned at the end of our last podcast that we do do a, a monthly uh, seminar and my son Wesley's going to be hosting a uh, he's going to be doing a presentation rather on uh, mental health and depression in the community yes, and that's going to be um, what's that Steve needed yeah, and I think you guys are going to get a lot from it. He did a lot of work on it, and it's going to really be a, a pretty impactful and powerful presentation. You know, but that's going to be next Saturday. That's November 14th, 11.30 to 2 Central Time. And you can either, if you're in the Minneapolis-St. Um, Paul area, we're going to be hosting this, um, this forum at 3900 Thomas Avenue North, and that's in North Minneapolis. And if you're not in the area and you'd like to join via Zoom, uh, the dial in number 715-310-7421, and you'll use the password 0208. So we, we, we hope that you'll join us on that and look forward to uh, giving you guys our next podcast. So with that, we'll just go ahead and sign out for the day. And, as you rem- uh, and always remember this, if we live up to our potential, we will always be within the grasp of our dreams.